At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, welcome to an all new episode on the Musafir Stories. We're celebrating the first month of December and the run up to the new year by partnering with Cambly. Cambly is the only app in India that provides on-demand native English-speaking tutors over video to teach you English one-on-one. This is a great resource for those who are interested in improving their communication and their conversational skills. You can subscribe to Camly's monthly or quarterly plans and practice consistently every week. This is especially useful for those who want to be better prepared for interviews, presentations, or even those who are planning to head out abroad for travel or studies. You can access the sessions by logging on to the website that is www.cambly.com or by downloading the Cambly app from the App Store or Play Store. Not only that, listeners of the Musafir Stories can avail an exclusive 32% discount on the quarterly plans by using the promo code TMS32. That's TMS32. We've included all details and the promo code in the show notes section of the podcast as well. So go ahead and grab this offer now and set off on your journey to becoming an excellent communicator. As for today's episode, we take you to our most favorite place in the world. For home is where the heart is. Get ready for a speed date with Namma Bengaluru. Let's get on to the episode now. And with that introduction, we would love to welcome Malvika and Vitasta to the Musafir Stories. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, Malvika and Vitasta. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's it's our pleasure to have you. And yeah, we're doing a doubleheader today. (laughs) Usually, it's uh, Faiza and me teaming up against uh, one poor guest, one poor traveler. But uh, (laughs) you guys have the numbers today. Before we get on um, with the episode and uh, talk a little bit more about... um, travel right that's what we try and do every episode on the musafir stories uh, why don't you guys go ahead and uh, give a little introduction about yourselves uh so i'm malvika i'm a content writer and editor at travel.earth i'm from bangalore i've lived here most of my life and what we're going to be talking about today is bangalore yeah wonderful nice. <laughs> and, uh, what about vitasta i write content for travel.earth and uh, i also work there as a market evangelist and uh, yeah, so Malvika probably introduced me to uh, Bangalore because I'm 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 not from Bangalore originally, 
So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> think that gives us a good combination also. One is from Bangalore and uh, one is uh, becoming from Bangalore. Right? <laughs> You'll always take a yeah. <laughs> part of Bangalore with you uh, as long as you live here. I know. Um, so, yeah, I think Malvika did give a little bit of a brief insight into what we're talking about today. It's going to be about uh, Namma Bengaluru or uh, Bangalore <laughs> as, as uh, a lot of us fondly call it. And um, yeah, for uh, listeners who don't know this yet, uh, Faiza and I are also from Bangalore. So this episode is very, very special for us too. I know. Uh, having lived in Bangalore like most of our lives, uh, one thing I can say is uh, I don't think we will ever be able to do justice to Bangalore in one episode. So this will be a sort of a primer to getting around Bangalore, something you perhaps can do over a weekend if you're uh, visiting from outside or uh, I've been uh, as I call it <laughs> not fondly uh, IT slaves in Bangalore right <laughs> if you're just working the whole week and uh, only have the weekend to and uh, the odd weekend not every weekend you only have the odd weekend to get around Bangalore this probably something you can do around Bangalore so it'll be an episode on those lines um, probably just a weekend tour around Bangalore or um like we're planning to call it, a speed yeah. date with Bangalore, because this is going to be short and sweet. I can <laughs> promise you that. So having said that, um, I'd like to uh, give it over to you, Malvika and Vitasta. Uh, take us and our listeners through Bangalore and uh, your itinerary through Bangalore and uh, tell us what you were up to. So our little tour of Bangalore was over two days. The first day we started out at MG Road at the new metro station and we covered places around that area and on the second day uh, we realized that there are so many places around that area we had to come back and cover the rest of them okay agreed so uh, we met at mg road metro station and um, since we come from two different routes so that was the meeting point malvika told me to not have breakfast in the morning because she has some she had some huge breakfast plans for me oh, <laughs> so wow she took me to <laughs> so, so she took me to koshi's and uh, obviously koshi's being i mean the, the best omelets that i can yeah that was my first time i had gone to koshi's and malvika probably had been there f- yeah. and oh um, yes and uh, I tried bacon uh, omelette and uh, mushroom mm-hmm. omelette and oh, wow. I will never be able to forget that ever in my life. <laughs> and thanks to her, now I crave that every time. And now, the, now every time she says omelette in front of me and I stare at her and I'm like, why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> we can't go to MG Road <laughs> every time you say omelette. <laughs> so yeah that was our breakfast in Koshi's yeah, that's definitely true about Koshi's because I remember as kids we used to go so often like so that was like one of our pit stop places to just go wherever our parents used to be like huh let's eat fish and chips like yeah okay we are on the way to Koshi's and then I remember the I mean right next to Koshi's they even opened gel box under the same restaurant more of the non-smoking version of the actual koshis also so even jewel box i feel their food is so amazing i still crave for that fish florentine which i had eaten i think 20 <laughs> years ago <laughs> i i crave for koshis bread i mean that's one simple thing that uh, i mean it's not available everywhere and it's like koshis bread in bangalore <laughs> we we wanted to take like absolutely bunch yeah. of uh, bread loaves with us but obviously we we would look like maniacs we didn't do that <laughs> So something that um, a lot of old Bangaloreans also uh, look back very fondly yeah. on. It's that kind of a place. And uh, yeah. just 
like a little bit of history as well that uh, it started around 1940 as a bakery as what i believe yes. and then yes. it's gone on and uh, i think it's the third generation that's now running koshis so after koshis where do you head off to so after koshis we headed to st mark's cathedral which is just like 5 minutes away and it's a really quick walk yeah. right so uh, i've been i've lived in bangalore for over 25 years and i've never actually been inside st mark's cathedral so this was a very important moment for me because we pass it so many times and it's actually really beautiful inside the only thing is that we couldn't take inside yeah. pictures because it wasn't allowed <laughs> so and we didn't know that so <laughs> right. we carried all our cameras and stuff but uh, we went there and the guard was mm-hmm. like uh, you can't take cameras inside because uh, fyi it's not allowed <laughs> fortunately they had a locker and uh, stuff on the gate so we could keep the cameras there and then we went inside it's sad that we couldn't click it but um, it was beautiful uh, yeah bangalore also uh, like uh, some of you would be surprised that bangalore has a number of uh, very beautiful churches too and right. um, it's in uh, st mark's cathedral right it's one of uh, those and a very old church also yeah so i think at this point i would even like to mention that like how saif said uh, bangalore does have a lot of churches so uh, some of them would even be most of them are pretty much in the cantonment area where yeah. old churches is what i'm talking about um So, I mean, uh, Francis Xavier's church, yeah. yes, Francis Xavier's church and then St. John's church. Uh, a lot of them actually, when you look around, uh, from what I know, St. John's church was the tallest structure that was there for At a very long point, time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you could see Bangalore from far off, you could see the St. John's church, um, the tower. Another great church around this area, which we didn't actually get a chance to see, is St. Mary's Basilica. although we wanted to go there but uh, but we were a little tired <laughs> oh yeah that's actually uh, a really nice point that you pointed out because again uh, mary's basilica is beautiful even from like outside and inside as well and a very uh, busy church all the time around so you can like practically just go anytime and visit yeah, and it's it. one of those churches uh, i mean this does happen over the other places too they have their uh, sermons right they have it in uh, like local yes, languages yeah. also uh, this one, i think st mary's yeah, has it in tamil, tamil i understand yeah, uh, yeah, yeah one of those uh, churches that has it in local languages too uh, but yeah sorry to digress again <laughs> um, i'm sure this will keep happening from time yeah, to time you guys are feeling nostalgic i think <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, so uh, having spent some time here and unfortunately not getting a chance to take pictures <laughs> where did you head off to from uh, st uh, st mark's cathedral so our plan was to head to chinnaswamy stadium because it's such a big landmark to get there uh, we went through mahatma gandhi park which again i had never been inside which is surprising because it's it's beautiful and it's very small and it's right next to chinnaswamy stadium yeah. i don't know why more people don't go there so uh, when we were exploring bangalore um it it i was all obviously exploring because you know uh, i was new to the place I most of the times felt that Malvika is also exploring <laughs> because <laughs> No, that's Actually, true. Actually, Faiza and I yeah. also are raising our hands. Uh, we can't see it, but uh, that's how yeah. that's what happens, right? You, you, when you're locals, a lot of times you just uh, tend to get a little yeah, yeah, uh, too lazy, yeah, it. too casual, too lazy about it, thinking, oh, it's right here. We can go whenever we want. We don't have to book flight tickets. We don't have to take holidays. We think that, and we pass it on forever. Yeah. In our cases, it was for twenty odd years. Yeah, quite a long time. <laughs> 
Great. So, which next yes. place? Yes, Swami Stadium. You said that yeah. you uh, hop on inside. It's um, it's somewhere we used to go so much when I was a kid <laughs> because my dad is a member. Oh, good. You 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 get to enjoy the restaurant also, right? Because I remember one yeah. of our friends' dad was a member, so we used to like be happy like whenever he used to invite us. <laughs> so this time, and usually it's so hard to get inside. Like the security guard saying, "Member." like show me your card so this time nothing was happening the clubhouse was empty and i just said member and he was like ha huh, go in that's fine <laughs> okay lucky you <laughs> malvika and i were constantly thinking that she didn't have the card with her her dad's card huh? the membership uh-huh. card yeah. she didn't have that with her but she had a, a card number with her which could which could you know take us in so we were constantly right. thinking that we'll call her dad and tell him to stay on hold and he can let us in and etc etc and she just said member and he's like ha huh, okay go and we both looked at each other <laughs> we entered and then we laughed <laughs> it shouldn't look like we are laughing on their faces right, so. right. <laughs> probably one of those rare days he did not fight for his wife i think the security guard <laughs> i i am happy for him i think <laughs> So so yeah did you guys um, spend some time there at, at, at the clubhouse uh so the minute we the minute we decided to walk into the stadium and walk on the pitch it started raining Oh, oh lord <laughs> so uh, we then when then we thought that okay we we would be you know able to spend time on uh, like outside the pitch we'll not go in there mm-hmm. but we'll stand there but uh, so we were making a vlog we were making a video and uh, there was con- there there was already a construction going on but they were quiet the moment we started the video they all started <laughs> like um, banging things and <laughs> the construction started so chennasami stadium was you know a success for us to visit <laughs> because we couldn't go on the pitch we couldn't like stand outside so we just saw it from far and we left <laughs> and like okay we just touched it we we were here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like uh, Malvika mentioned as well at the beginning, uh, one of those iconic places in Bangalore, right? Uh, yeah. More, I mean, obviously more so for the cricket lovers that we are. And uh, yeah, I mean, now I have to try and uh, scratch my head when I think who plays from Bangalore. But we had a time when we had a lot of local players in the Indian cricket team as well. One of those uh, iconic matches as well was that uh, quarterfinal of the 1996 World Cup between India and Pakistan when uh, uh, Venkatesh Prasad actually... Yeah, Venkatesh Prasad also from um, Karnataka, right? Uh, he actually bowled out Amir Khan, uh, Amir Khan, uh, Amir Suhail <laughs> uh, in that in that match. So one of those iconic matches. And uh, if if you can catch a trip to a game in Chinnaswamy's uh, stadium, obviously it would be awesome. Given that uh, IPL matches are also now played. So yeah, important place. Um, it's it's great that you guys could go there. And uh, yeah, very very uh, close by, conveniently walkable also from MG Road and uh, the other places. So uh, from Chinnaswamy, where do you guys? Is it off to? So we headed to Kabin Park, which is also right across the road from Chinnaswamy Stadium. So again, it's like an iconic place. Yeah, and it's so much history. Also, Kabin Park. Yeah, it, Kabin Park. Uh, one of the bigger um, green lungs of Bangalore, right? Yeah. Uh, only few remaining, I guess. Along with Lal Bagh, yeah. uh, it's it's Lal a Bagh. huge, huge park around uh, 300 acres. Is what I believe. It's pretty big. Yeah, right. it's it's pretty big and. Um, even in a historical context also yeah, right yeah and i'm pretty happy at least like uh, with all the land encroachment and all happening they've made sure that kabin park and lal bagh and a few other parks are still uh, thank god the bbmp is taking care of them so yeah these are like 
there so talking a little did you guys like the park first i want to hear your viewpoint about kaban park how was it i did i liked it <laughs> yeah it was my first time when i uh, i mean i went there but uh, it was quiet it was it's huge i mean right when i hear park i hear like a small track or you know people sitting on the bench or jogging but this is huge <laughs> Yeah yeah everyone was Absolutely. running apart from me and Malvika but everyone was running <laughs> <laughs> No no I mean the park also attracts uh, couples right I mean that's oh, yeah. that's a large portion of people so they're not <laughs> yeah. just nature lovers <laughs> lovers yeah, lovers also are there <laughs> We couldn't we wanted to sit some somewhere okay but the benches were already occupied and we didn't want to sit next to a couple for obvious reasons Right yeah so. <laughs> So he instead walked and left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh talking a little about Kaban Park it has a lot to uh, offer first of all the greenery like a huge park as uh, Malvika and Vitasta just pointed out uh very big park some you have certain parts where sometimes traffic is allowed um so just be careful in certain roads and uh, apart from that it has a lot of uh, really cool statues i would say or uh, that date back to the british era uh, different statues of different kings and queens the victorian statue that is the Vict- queen victoria statue king edward statue if i'm yeah, not wrong yeah. yeah then it even has the central library the bangalore central library that is there uh, built during what years exactly and he's even known as like the founder of modern bengaluru Shishadri Iyer because he's done a lot of work to uh, improve Bangalore. So yeah, with the Central Library also is one place to visit when you yeah, are in the park in itself. The park. Dates back to 1870. I think it was built quite a while ago and right. uh, named after I think Mark Cabin as uh, one of the what was he a commissioner? Yeah, commissioner of the state of Mysore at that time. Um, and uh, like Faisal pointed out, a lot of uh, important statues as well. There's a statue of um, king chamaraja wadiyar as well oh, with yes, the statue right. along with uh, the statue of queen victoria and uh, yeah the beautiful red state central library so it's not just nature there's a lot of other stuff also and uh, ideal time to visit there obviously would be like go there early in the morning 6:00 7:00 whatever and um, walk around it's pretty cool and nice there's a lot of people around that time too so that's good yeah and a little history about the park i don't know somehow at least i feel it's a little dark history rather mm-hmm. when you look at the history of kaban park because uh, it was technically built or uh, the park was established as a wall to divide yeah. the the british settlements of um, bangalore compared to the pete settlements the original settlements of bangalore so this was this green belt where nobody was allowed to cross without yeah. a permit yeah, yeah. apparently uh, right. you needed a permit to actually cross over cross, to the side of yeah. uh, bangalore this was the side where most of the british officers and uh, their families and everything lived yeah um, so yeah it's it's not very beautiful but that's also a part of the history, history i think yes yeah it was built as a way of segregating uh, the locals from the britishers right and even like a way to segregate to make sure that diseases were not crossed mm-hmm. over because even during uh, the bangalore out of the plague yeah the everything. plague and other diseases also they did not want whatever was there in the pete area come to the other side yeah so that's like a tiny bit of history but uh, yeah yes sorry i i keep saying sorry in this episode that <laughs> We, we try to steal your thunder a little bit, but we just can't uh, help the Bangalorean 
<laughs> getting out of us yeah, so, okay. so uh, yeah carry on guys uh, where you heard off to from uh, carbon park or did you do more in carbon park actually yeah so another thing that uh, we also got to mention about carbon park is that there's a lot of fascinating museums inside the park Mm-hmm. Right. There's the Vishweshwaraya Museum, the Government Museum, the Venkatappa Art Gallery. Yep. So we headed to the museums after being foiled in our plans to find somewhere to sit. We thought we'd at least go see some museums. That's that's great. Uh, so, so did you check out all all the three of them? Yeah. So first we headed to the Vishweshwaraya uh, Museum, which right. again I remember it so clearly from school trips when I was yeah. a kid. We would right. always go to the Vishweshwaraya Museum, and there'd be scientific experiments and things that you could do you could press buttons and things would go up and down and yeah yeah it was so cool and it's not only that you know a kid gets bored there and he has just things to see he can actually practically you know press buttons and see how it works and he can play around it's actually one of the best museum to take a kid along and go because there's a lot of things that a kid can do even from tiny stuff like understanding how a pulley works to to you know astronomical stuff so yeah It's pretty a, yeah and uh, it's not only the museum there you can go to the planetarium and catch shows awesome. so, so after this which, uh, which the next museum the next? because it was our luck we went on mohram and uh, we had planned to see the government museum and the vaikatap art gallery and they were both closed oh lord oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we planned to come back the next day just to see those oh okay oh, okay oh, maybe you could just share those experiences now in that yeah. case yeah So uh the government museum is again it's right next to the Vishweshwaraya museum and it has like a bunch of galleries where they have historical and cultural stuff related to Karnataka and the history of the southern region of India. Absolutely I think uh, one of the I forget the name of that inscription uh, there is a stone inscription here that's like really really old and popular uh, this really dates back to like a few centuries right? Yeah. It's one of the oldest Kannada inscriptions. Exactly. I, th- uh, I forget the name. I think it's Halmidi or so- something on those lines. That's the inscription. Um, and yes. Yeah, it was uh, a few centuries ago. I can't re- uh, remember the exact uh, dates of this, but yeah, a long, long time ago. And uh, maybe at this point, uh, I'll quickly touch upon a little bit. We've... Um, do a quick call out for our previous episode on bangalore we did as well we covered a, uh, another episode on just an old bengaluru where we covered the history of bangalore and when it started out um, obviously by the founder uh, kempe gowda right uh, kempe gowda one uh, so dates back to 1537 uh, the city or bangalore as it started dates back to 1537 but since then there's been like a few discoveries of these inscriptions that uh, like go back to 7th century around 7th century i think um, the yeah, so 890 is when there was this inscription right. that dates back to 890 right. so yeah so that's almost like 1000 something 1000 yeah years. for for uh, yeah so so a little history about bangalore in that way so earlier there were a lot of uh, individual settlements but it was definitely kempegowda one who was uh, a vijayanagar uh, yeah feudatory ruler, ruler of the vijayanagar who came and who united the current bangalore that we know Bengaluru that we know, and um, even with so- respect to the name uh, Bengaluru, uh, it's we are still not sure about which story actually uh, fits the version. But there are different stories. One of it I would like to call out is the one that uh, King again. There's again a problem about that because we're not so sure which king was it, whether it was Kempegowda or it was another king, King Balla. So who was uh, tired and a, a old lady offered him boiled beans, and that's how the name uh, Bengaluru or yeah, literally means uh, Bendakaluru. I think. Yeah, yeah that's what boiled 
beans but yeah okay yeah i am diverting <laughs> from the topic <laughs> well, but, but, but if you're interested in um that part right the old bangalore part of it uh, there's an episode we'll link in the podcast description as well uh, yeah it it's called old bangalore old bangalore i think we covered a bit of that yeah okay so, and one more thing uh, there's a toy <laughs> <laughs> there's a toy train in kavan park again i'm not sure if the timings but it's still running is what i've heard for kids who are interested um, toy train also is there in kavan park okay guys i'm sorry so next time ahead. you don't find a seat yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, next time you don't find a seat, uh, just jump onto the train, Malvika and Vatasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not yet, not yet. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, after the government museum, where do you guys go to? So again, right there is the Shri K. Venkatapa Art Gallery, which uh, basically just displays of like art and art equipment and stuff. And the ticket entry is free if you go. paid for the ticket for the government museum so we thought why not definitely and i think uh, definitely worth it to call out right all these places the art gallery the museum and everything very very affordable yeah. tickets even now it's 10 rupees it's 10 rupees for both <laughs> yeah see 10 bucks okay, okay who's the art lover here i guess that's me did you enjoy it malvika enjoyed um <laughs> would be an understatement like say, yes i would like to you know talk talk on please, behalf please go of ahead Yes. So uh, we went inside the. First of all, uh, Malvika is a cleanliness freak. Uh-huh. Okay. Not uh, she. She. Uh, she is not only a cleanliness freak. She has an OCD, <laughs> and she will kill, kill me when she'll. Uh, you know, to say this, but I'm sorry. I just have to put it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we went inside the Venkatapa Art Gallery, and uh-huh. it was super clean and super white. Okay. first of all though she got turned on there only <laughs> and then uh, huh? there were brushes and stuff that you know art gallery and paintings and she started telling me about the paintings and uh, what kind of a painting it is the ancient wow. brushes <laughs> ancient brushes right like historic yeah, brushes that's cool of course malvik <laughs> Yeah, okay, so yeah, let's add. head over <laughs> to the next place that you guys visited. Yeah, awesome. So after this, um, after seeing the trifecta of museums, uh, where do you guys head off to? So after being disappointed on day one that the last two museums are not open, uh, we were hungry again. Uh-huh. After we walked like all around Carbon Park, right? Right. So we were quite hungry, and so we went to the only place, which is on oh. Museum Road. Of course, yes. Yeah, huh. and it's famous for like its steaks and burgers and stuff. Yeah, and the apple pie. Yes, right. the apple pie is amazing too. Uh, Or if you don't eat meat, they have great salads too. Right, right, of course. Uh, now having like refueled a little bit there, uh, what was the plan for the rest of the day? So after this, we had planned to go back to the museums and see them, but that wasn't happening. So we headed mm-hmm. to the Bangalore Palace. Nice. Okay, nice. You you probably had to hail a ride or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So the Bangalore Palace is uh, it does it's not connected via metro. and it's quite far from mg road so we had to take an auto yeah the tickets are pretty expensive so it's 250 for indians and 480 for foreigners and oh, uh, they charge like it's 200 250 rupees for a ticket for a person mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. 300 rupees for a camera any oh, camera oh lord even if it's your phone 
So moral of the story is that cameras are um, more precious than people, <laughs> right? That's what that means. We live in a world of influencers. But it definitely is, um, I mean, it's worth paying for a camera. I think if, um, obviously from the outside, it's uh, really beautiful and everything. It's not like a big palace. Uh, you can't really compare it to the Mysore Palace or anything. It's not that big, but again, it's a nice little yeah. palace. Um, and it dates back to, again, um, 1800s. I think 1870s or something is when it was built. And uh, Chamarajandra Vadir, I think when he was a minor, uh, he was there that he spent most of his time. And uh, that's when it was built. Did you get time? Uh, so you spent some time going inside and checking out uh, the, the palace as well, right? Uh, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful inside, yeah. Yeah. So Bangalore Palace, it's very famously inspired by Windsor Castle. At least on the outside. On the inside, it's nothing like it. It's like it's got Spanish-inspired rooms. It's got like this, these lavish gilded mirrors and these like golden painted rooms and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, a small palace, so it won't take too much time. It's uh, just that uh, Darbar Hall, I think that's what it's called on the inside. Yeah. You definitely have to check that out. Uh, you can, But definitely you can spend some time there. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, like you mentioned at the beginning too, uh, there's a lot of uh, open spaces or um, I think, yeah. what are they called now? Yeah, pretty much like weddings keep happening, yeah, functions keep happening. Yeah, all the weddings, concerts, etc. happen in the vicinity, yeah. right? Yeah, um, but there are different yeah. gates, different gates to get to them. A lot of those happen there, actually. Um, but um, I think on technically speaking, even that place, right? A, lo- a lot of litigation, a lot of land dispute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because of, uh, I think, the changing of ownership, uh, something messed up. And uh, it's still under litigation, actually, but those places are still rented out. And uh, I think the owners, whoever the owners are, are uh, making decent money out of it. Um, and and uh, what was the plan now? Because you've kind of moved away from the initial part where you were exploring, right? All of that was walkable. Now we've come a little way off uh, to Bangalore uh, Palace. Where do you head off to from here? So after going to the Bangalore Palace, and we spent quite a bit of time there and in the area around, and it was it was a weird day. It had been very sunny and rainy. So we were a little bit exhausted. So uh-huh. we decided that was it. We were done for the first day. Oh, okay. And this, yeah, as we said, there's a lot more to explore in Bangalore. <laughs> but yeah, the second day, you said you covered this with a span of two days, right? Yeah, so the second day we started off with the museums like that we mentioned before, which had uh-huh. been closed because it was Moharam. And um, so we saw the Government Museum and the Venkatapa Art Gallery. So after that, we headed to, again, a different area. We headed to the Bangalore Fort. Okay. So the Bangalore Fort is uh, a little bit to the south. It's near the uh, KR Market. So the thing about Bangalore Fort is it was a huge fort, but... Uh, when the mm. British first started building stuff, they started taking stones from parts of Bangalore Fort. The parts of Bangalore Fort that were in ruin. They started taking f- stones from it. So the part of it that remains is very tiny. Right. So it seems like it should be a huge fort and that you're not being allowed to see all of it. But it's only just a tiny bit of a huge fort. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And uh, just a little bit of a background background about this as well, right? Uh, 
the Bangalore fort in its original form was built uh, back in the day when it, Bangalore started, right? Kempegoda yeah, Kempegoda. started. Yeah. That's when he built the fort. Um, and that fort, it was uh, a mud fort. It wasn't even in this form. Uh, it's, it's stone now. It was a mud fort back then. And uh, that covered most of the parts. Uh, it, it had like a, the city was within the fort. So as forts were built back in the day, right? It was a huge fort with parts of the city within the fort and the pit area, famously, right? All of that was uh, closer to the fort. Um, but um, I think it was Hyder Ali in um, the 1700s sometime, yeah, when um, he was uh, kind of ruling the place. He replaced that mud fort with a stone fort. And later on in the 1790s, I think, when uh, the British finally defeated Tipu Sultan, right? That's when the fort got damaged and they took it over. Um, and what you see now is only a part of the fort that's remaining. And uh, as Malvika mentioned, parts of the like the ruins were taken and used to build other parts of um, other parts of Bangalore. A lot of other uh, heritage buildings today that were in, that are in Bangalore. So the fort yeah. in itself was pretty huge, but now, yeah, a very small portion remains. And even like Faz and I visited it on that uh, birthday, birthday tour that we did of <laughs> Bangalore. Uh, I mean, I've gone there a couple of other times too, but the most recent one was then. Um, not too much to see. Uh, in the sense that um, it's not a lot of walking or anything within the fort. It's pretty small. You can cover it pretty quickly. Uh, but it, I think in one way, gives you a part of history, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bangalore yeah. kind of started yeah. from that point on. So that way, it's very significant. And I would definitely uh, urge people uh, who's, who are visiting Bangalore to check the fort out too. Yeah, okay. So after Bangalore fort, which next? I mean, what's your next pit stop? Uh, so you were saying, right, that... Uh, Bangalore Fort was expanded by Hyder Ali and his son Tipu Sultan. So the next place he visited is actually Tipu Sultan's Summer Palace. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty close it's by also, walkable distance yeah, from there. Yeah, it's, it's right there. So we walk down to the Tipu Sultan Summer Palace. <laughs> so uh, I have a funny story to add, <laughs> add to this. So we went to Tipu Sultan Summer Palace and the entire palace is made of wood. The artwork is beautiful. Uh It's just wonderful to see this. But then uh, we were passing a fire extinguisher. Not actually the gas extinguisher. They were the sand uh, extinguisher and the buckets were empty. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) In a palace made of wood. Wood. Oh, Oh, the irony. I mean, you enter the palace, the walls are made of wood. The stairs are wood. The balcony is wood. The pillars are wood. But the fire extinguisher bucket is empty. (laughs) It was really funny to see that. Irony. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. it's just a very nice. Uh, again, uh, just don't go by. It's a palace. It'll be huge and all that. It's a small palace, um, but I think it's very beautiful and very different from a lot of other like structures that are called as palaces that you might have seen around. Um, as Malvika also mentioned, that it's completely built out of wood, um, and it's very like a dark um, color and a hue to it. Also, right? It's all, yeah, all built of teak, is theme. what I understand. Yeah. Uh, but it has a few beautiful inscriptions, paintings, and everything on the Wall inside. Paintings. And, um, yeah. yeah. And it has a second level as well, right? It's not just like a ground yeah. level thing. Yeah. It has like a first floor too. You can uh, go up the stairs and check that out. Uh, apparently, that section was um, for the women. That's what it was uh, built for. Yeah. And you section. can still see the screens that they use, like because they were in Parda. Mm-hmm. Right. You can yeah. see like the delicate screens of woodwork. Yeah. Very beautiful palace in that way. And pretty cool also. Like even on a summer, hot summer day when you get inside that space, it's nice and cool. 
Yeah, I think that was uh, the, the entire concept. Idea. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> dealt with. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a very short work from um, the Bangalore fort, and uh, you can quickly spend some time there. Yeah, if you're planning on. Yeah, so my yeah, the Tipu Sultan Palace, Summer yeah, Palace, is pretty cool there. And it's like a small museum now, right, Malvika? That's what yeah, this, inside. Uh, yeah, they have some of Tipu Sultan's stuff, and they have some cannons and. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's um, a small museum, but it's very, it's very interesting. Right. Yeah, the place itself is pretty small. And uh, within that, the lower level has like a small museum with some clothes and stuff like that. Uh, so definitely do check this out. Very, very different from the initial part, the places that we were discussing, right? Um, uh, yeah. And again, it does come down to that segregation, right? That part of town towards Cabin Park, it was all where the Britishers and um, their officers and everybody lived. And this part of Bangalore was where more of the locals lived. This is the Pete area and the surroundings. This is where most of the locals lived. So um, that segregation existed back then. And uh, I mean, uh, it's all developed now, but still you can feel the difference in the kinds of structures and everything around the area. So... I think that's a great little walk uh, to give you some perspective of the different parts of Bangalore also. And uh, it's it's wonderful that you guys could uh, cover this all all by walk and over a weekend. And um, you got to experience uh, so many different aspects that Bangalore has to offer, right? Um, now, yeah. was this one of your um, last stops for the day or where do you head off after this? Uh, after this, we went back to the MG roadside to have lunch. But before that, I quickly want to talk about two other places that we visited uh-huh. uh, the on the morning of the third day. Because okay. this is another thing I realized we have to do and we hadn't got the chance to do. We went to MTR in Lalbagh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't talk about Bangalore without talking about MTR and Lalbagh. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So MTR or Marvelly Tiffin Rooms is uh-huh. like one of the most famous places to have South Indian food in Bangalore, especially breakfast. And it's a pretty busy place for breakfast. So yeah. I think you need to make sure that you're there to get your spot. Right? Yeah. So MTR is pretty famous for that. I think even it's like pretty old also, right? Like early 1900s is when it started. Yeah, it's, it's 1920s. And awesome. uh, do, do, do they still serve in... Um, I, silver uh, plate. No, yeah, they used yeah, to be they, time they used to serve silver plates. Do no, they still do that? No. Then now they serve in ceramic plates. Oh, yeah. Lunch they serve in big... Thalis. The only thing they gave us in silver was the coffee. Okay, so yeah. because when I had gone, this is uh, how many years? Like four and a half, five years back. Even then, I think for lunch, again, the thali was like huge, like so many things. And they are pouring ghee over it, like as though they're just getting it for free and like, ha, ah, take, take, <laughs> like that. So I, back then also, I think those, those plates, maybe now they've changed it. Where silver, I mean, we're so fascinated. We're like, yeah, this is like the real MTR feeling, the silver plates. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then, yeah, the places, when you go inside, it, I mean, don't expect it to be, like, really big and fancy and all. It's, like, three, four floors, three floors, I think. Yeah. Yeah, three floors, and then the very old architecture inside, the is like, a, that old houses kind, but the food is amazing, like, vegetarian, yummy food. Yeah, so I think at this point, I would even like to call out the other historical uh, or the iconic landmarks of Bangalore that uh, are around food. Just like a second, one second, Saif. Saif is like staring at me. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, one is the for dosa places. The Bene Dosa is CTR uh, around Maleshwaram. Um, then you have Vidyarthi Bhavan. Amazing dosas, amazing vadas, bhajis and all that. And uh, a lot of places around Vivipuram also where if you are um, 
dosa or idli lover you can go ahead and explore and eat yeah, yummy stuff vivipuram yes vivipuram khaugalli yeah tindi biri yeah exactly tindi biri yeah so yeah those are the places that again like if you are a dosa lover or idli lover you can just go explore take a or even like take this order plate of bhaji and enjoy your coffee with it yeah vegetarians yeah. will have absolutely no problem in bangalore of course but yeah these are uh, some of the highlights that you have to have to visit uh, if you're in bangalore and uh, you're trying out the food these are some of the places you have to visit yeah. and, uh, and obviously um, yeah we'll, yeah and we'll, if not like if you want like those high end restaurants there's no doubt of those also you just go to any area you will find like really cool even like head over to indranagar or koramangala mg road and all like you'll get a lot of pubs and restaurants and bars and all that also so i think uh, bangalore offers a lot in that way like the spectrum is pretty broad like it just goes yeah. beyond <laughs> like yeah, i think one entire lifetime also is not enough to try every restaurant and there'll be more popping up so yeah touch wood it's good in that way yeah Yeah so you were talking about Vidyarthi Bhavan right so after right. MTR we went for a walk in Lalbagh and uh, luckily for us you we were hungry enough to eat something again so i suggested we go to Vidyarthi Bhavan awesome oh <laughs> and uh, again i don't think Vitasta knew what she was in for because she was like ha huh, we'll have one small dosa and we'll go <laughs> but Vidyarthi Bhavan doesn't do small dosas exactly <laughs> and even the smallest is like pretty drenched in ghee and butter so you again like, yeah. yeah here also it's exactly just... yeah. yeah so talking a little back about uh, lalbagh lalbagh again a lot of history um, like established by hyder ali and then beautified by tipu sultan and i think it was only in 18 some 1800s may later like after like a lot of years that one of the british uh, so one of the britishers there realized that there's this piece of land that is like a garden and close to 4000 like 4000 different what of plants were um, figured out there were around 4000 different types of plants that were there in the garden that time that were not originally from the land so um, then the britishers took over the lalbagh and started investing time and uh, beautified it again so now also lalbagh has a lot of beautiful uh, plants in it some plants that are really old there's a big huge tree that is i think close to some 300 or 200 year old tree that's there beautiful statues of the wodeyars so yeah the pretty pretty cool stuff and bandstand the glass house the glass house again is like yeah, the glass house itself was like not made in india it was uh, made in parts in england and shipped all over uh, by part part by part to india and it was uh, put together in bangalore so yeah a lot of history in lalbagh and a beautiful place another point i think you missed is that the famous lalbagh rock right yeah so yeah it yeah. has a yeah it has a structure on top it's yes. like a little temple like thing which is supposed to be one of the original bounties of bangalore built right. by kempegowda right right so the rock uh, dates back to Uh, it's it's around 2 million years think, old yeah it's uh, yeah. not wow. more than 2 million yeah. uh, apparently it was one of the first structures when the earth was getting formed right, uh, right. i have some uh, like biological name for the rock, rock also but a few million years old is yeah. what it is right yeah. and of course the the structure on top of it is one of the four uh, one of the four uh, towers that kempegowda two created so um, when we talk about the old bangalore so there was this pethe region uh, the chickpet and the um, 
yeah the chickpeat and dodda pete uh, intersections so uh, to mark the boundary of the the pete area the bangalore the old bangalore area four different uh, towers were created around like post check posts or i don't know maybe like four different um, towers that marked the boundary one of them is the one that you can see uh, on lalbag so they say the structure is not the original structure but it is built in the same uh, fashion how the original structure was built so this was uh, a beautiful structure right there the other three are one is in makri circle um, then there's another one that is near alsur and the third uh, fourth one is the yalhanka one so four different uh, structures that you can go around seeing that technically marked the boundaries of bangalore old bengaluru it's amazing i didn't actually know it was the lalbag rock was so old all i think of when i think of lalbag rock is uncles doing yoga exercises on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think now they've added some new additions where they've a uh, man made uh, waterfall uh, uh, waterfall oh, they, yeah, uh, i don't know yeah. if you guys got a chance to see that there's like yeah a, yeah that's a beautiful waterfall, waterfall. <laughs> yeah 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 and then i think yeah every time uh, during uh, independence day and republic day there's a beautiful flower show that happens that everybody has to visit the best time would be go uh, early morning so that it's not too crowded and the theme is pretty cool every year they come up with a different theme and walk around it and you can see some beautiful plants and flowers and all there so yeah lalbag has a lot of stuff happening it's it's nice in that way bangalore has a lot more just now like as like you know we were just discussing um it, a lot with respect to temples also iskon temple one of the largest temple in um, like the whole world exists in bangalore yeah, the, biggest yeah, temple, yeah. the biggest iskon temple is there then a lot of uh, really old uh, temples there's a temple that is from the 16th century a bull temple anandi temple in the on the bull temple road yeah then we even have a temple in alsur that is a someshwara temple so anybody who doesn't get a chance to go to hampi and experience the beautiful uh, vijayanagara architecture can just go to alsur and see the beautiful temple so it, it was actually built by the cholas but then beautified uh, by the vijayanagara rulers so it just takes you back to a different uh, time altogether then even with respect to places there are a lot more places the pethe area and everything so yeah bangalore has a lot to offer uh, if anybody any of the listeners wants to know a long itinerary for maybe a month i can send it to y'all <laughs> right to us <laughs> yeah another place you really shouldn't miss is the uh, gavi gangadhareshwara cave temple oh this is the gavipuram temple. temples right yeah in gavipuram that's it yeah. on another time i had also taken with us there here it's a it's a really surreal experience because once you go inside it's a cave and it's it's so small but there's always 200 people sitting inside although when oh. we went uh, it was uh, there were not much people so we could actually see the temple and we can we could go around it yeah and yeah i bumped my head twice so Yeah, it's since it's a cave and it's <laughs> yeah. you know. But if you're claustrophobic, yeah, don't. All right, all like, right. Don't go at all. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very different from these other temples that we just mentioned, also, right? Uh, yeah, just uh, solidifies that point we were making at the beginning that there is a lot of ba- things to uh, see and do and eat in Bangalore. So check it out. Check it out at your own leisure. We gave you just a flavor of what Bangalore has to. 
offer yeah. the, the kinds of experiences that Bangalore has to offer. Um, and maybe it's a good segue for um, Malvika and Vitasta for you guys also to tell a little bit more about Travel.Earth, right? That's where both of you, um, that's who both of you work with at the moment. And uh, uh, they have a great set of um, travel experiences they curate as well. So uh, do you want to shed some light quickly on Travel.Earth too? Travel Earth basically is a online travel publication. So we curate content in the form of articles as well as videos. And uh, we not only cover the destinations as listicles, we talk about experiences, uh, personal experiences and people write for us, they tell their own experiences. We not only tell how beautiful the place is, but uh, we also tell you that uh, how to reach that particular place, you know, what are the challenges with what you face. What uh, things can you take along to a particular place? Basically, everything you need to know about uh, traveling to a particular destination. And also, if you like such uh, stories where fun things happen to us, we also have things where like we visit festivals. Like recently, I visited the Mysore Dasara festival. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a that was an experience. If you think Bangalore is crowded, my it's nothing compared to Mysore Dasara. Right, right, definitely. (laughs) After reading her uh, Mysore article, I actually started respecting Koramangla traffic. (laughs) This is nothing. You can't complain about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, it's a different world altogether during Dasara and Mysore, right? Right. So, uh, yeah. Lot of lot of uh, such wonderful experiences that are curated um, on Travel Earth. So please do check it out, and uh, we will include links to uh, the publication and the website as well. Um, so listeners can go check out Travel Earth um, conveniently through the show notes or the description of the podcast. And uh, to wrap this up, we would love to thank you a lot, and uh, thank yeah. you for your patience uh, for. Uh, sharing your stories and uh, more more so for uh, listening to our stories as well uh, about Bangalore as we kind of get nostalgic and uh, roll back those years and roll back those memories. So thanks a bunch with us and um, Malvika for sharing this wonderfully with us. And Thank you so much. It was like really beautiful to listen to uh, Bangalore's uh, touristy perspective from your viewpoint. And it was really nice to read your blog also. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing your story on the Musafir Stories. Thank you so much for having us. That was yet another great episode of The Musafir Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Audioboom, Savan, Pocket Casts, Castbox, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app available on iOS or Android. Please do leave us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way in the show's discoverability. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We go by the handle The Musafir Stories. Or, if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com or visit our website at www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of each episode. So, here's to more traveling, sharing, and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, Happy travels and goodbye.